McGee, and welcome to the Royal Geek Podcast. I'm your host, Tyler Rollison, also known as T-Roll, and tonight, of course, I am joined by my very good friends. First of all, we have Justin Sandoval, a.k.a. Sandy, and we also have the one and only Anthony Amato, who we like to call Shimato. Gentlemen, it is uh, good to be back with you. Uh, how are y'all feeling? Man, feeling good, man. This this yeah. new job this new job has been really great for me, by the way. Uh yeah. not humble brag, I guess. Uh but uh yeah, I feel feel rejuvenated. I feel good. I'm excited to talk about dive deep into this um, feel like a human being. Yeah, I do feel like a human being. Yes. Yeah. Yes. But diving deep into Marvel even further. Uh yes, with yes. this uh, down period of new content as far as uh what we cover. Last of Us has been fantastic, but I know uh, weird release time, so we're not gonna we're not gonna dive too deep into that. But just just know, Last of Us, if you're not watching it, then yeah, it was it would it would have been impossible for us to record, yeah, in a meaningful anything, way. Yeah, yeah, anything meaningful, really. Yeah, yeah. We always record on Friday nights, which is where we're at right now. That's so right. So when you there listen you to this, know that for us, it's a Friday night, and we feel great that it's Friday. So. Uh, yeah, big shout out to all of our listeners, everyone who's tuning in, whether you're watching or listening. We want to remind you to please hit the subscribe button, whether you're on YouTube or whether you're listening to the podcast version on Apple, Spotify, Google, somewhere else. Just subscribe to the podcast so you get all of our latest videos and or um, audio drops. Okay, And then also follow us on social media, at Royal Geek Pod. You can follow us on Instagram and TikTok. Those are really where we're uh, doing the most stuff. Uh, check those out. And kind of stay in the loop. Um, Oh, yeah. And uh, share the content with some of your friends. You know, any other any other Marvel friends you have um, who you think would be, you know, who would enjoy our podcast or any of the numerous topics we've covered over the last few years. You know, send some of your favorite episodes to some of your friends who you think would it would be a good fit for who who might like it, who might enjoy it and help us to grow the brand. That's That's right. right. The brand. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Yeah. Nice. Uh, nice so shot. we are continuing our um, build-up for the next Marvel movie, which is um, Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania. Still a few weeks away. And again, like we said last week, the project we're kind of working on now to kind of fill some time. But also, it has been something that has been in our uh, chamber yes. uh, over the last you know year or so, was we have always wanted to rank all of the Marvel movies and projects by phase and so that's what we've been doing the last couple of weeks uh we started a few weeks ago maybe like three or four weeks ago doing um phase four because it was the most recent one uh, so you can find that podcast um on our feed and then last week we did phase one we took it back to the beginning and we did the first six movies in the mcu and we ranked them um and tonight we're gonna do phase two so uh i think it's time boys we just jump in you good to go yeah let's, let's do, it. do it yeah. okay so similar to the last few times, these guys have sent me their rankings, but they have not seen anybody else's. I have seen everyone's rankings because I have pooled the numbers and uh, you know essentially got a a uh, secret formula. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I got a secret formula for sure. Some algorithm that I use. Yeah, I yes. got it. it's really complex, complex basic <laughs> <Yes>. math. Um, <laughs> but yes, you can uh, you can trust that you know the numbers are in good hands. <laughs> and um, yeah, so um, with that in mind, let's start with the sixth ranked movie in phase two, according to us, the Royal Geeks. All right. We got to start here. Are you serious? Yes. Uh, Are you excited to talk for yeah. a few minutes about this movie? Uh, I already know what the movie is just because I, I, I gave it like thousand double points of negative 
to in order to score this. It's so yeah, bad. Justin's list was the but, first five movies, and then a lot of space between movie number five and movie number six. But I mean, it could have been number one on both of mine and T Roll's list. It could have been. No way. <laughs> no way. No, it's uh for those who don't know, we've joked about this before in the pod, so there's probably at least one person out there who is tracking with what's going on here, but very clearly for us across the board, Iron Man 3 was the worst movie in phase 2. Worst movie in all of Yeah, it's our Marvel. least it's it's my least favorite Marvel movie. It's my least favorite MCU movie, period. Hands yeah. down. I don't even think it should count. Shimano, like, is so that the bad. same for you, you think? Uh Probably, um, maybe Eternals could give it a run for Listen, its money. Eternals but. is like at the bottom, and then it's like a thousand feet below, and it's then it's Iron Man three. I think it's more of your personal uh, feelings about a cert- some certain characters' roles that really pushes it that far down. Why don't we just hit for it? You? Why don't we just just do it? Why don't <laughs> we just jump into it, Justin? Yeah. Listen, I don't want to spend too much time talking about this piece of garbage. But you got to say why we don't like it. it. It just sucks, man. It's it's. It is false advertisement. That's what it is. Okay, so the trailer, you get this this ominous like villain of yeah. Ben Kingsley, who is by far he is an incredible actor. He truly is. If you have not, if you're not familiar with any of his work, then you need to you need to get on board because this guy is a phenomenal actor. So you get this buildup of an incredible portrayal of a villain. Yes. Okay. And. And then it looks like it's paying off. It looks like it's paying Halfway off. Halfway through the movie, Halfway it's through going the movie, great. You are all on board. You were like, wow, this guy's menacing. <laughs> yes. He is absolutely incredible. And then at the halfway mark, the twist happens, and he's just an actor, and the guy pulling the strings is actually some uh, billionaire tech guy, stupid-looking... Yeah, what was his also, name? Also, uh, I, I don't care. Aldridge Killian. Yes, Killian. Aldridge Killian, who's also yeah. played by a phenomenal actor in Pierce, Guy Pierce, And... He completely ruined that movie for me because the Mandarin in itself is worth himself, like yes. as a villain. Like, yes, he should be sure. his own like phase villain. And luckily, Shang Chi did him justice, and I just I, I respect that uh, Shang Chi for that. We're thankful for that. Yes, yeah. but yes. Ben Kingsley being but some actor years to get to, by the way, Liverpool fan. Let's throw that in there, okay? Yeah. That's another mark against him. Oh, come on. <laughs> so here's the thing. Like, I mean, terrible. and again, Absolutely keep terrible. in mind that Avengers comes out in 2012, May of 2012. Massive movie. Everybody's loving it. By the time Iron Man 3 comes out, like, there, well, for one, there was a lot mm. of drama about all of these actors signing new contracts with Marvel. Yeah. Because yeah. at the time, I, like, I nobody that. was signed. Even, even Robert Downey Jr., the way the movie ends, like, they're taking out his... Um, his like chest oh, plate, yeah. you know, Gosh. and it's like because yeah. because they were like, yeah, we might not have RDJ back, you know, yeah, and there was we had to wait a whole year for this movie, um, which after the the success of, you know, if the first Avengers, that was a long year, and then for it just to flop the way it did, I mean, it was well, it was a letdown. Financially, it did not flop, but right be- <laughs> for the fans out there who are real fans. This movie flopped. It's always it surprising to me when I find there are people who I respect mm-hmm. their opinion, mm-hmm. and then they actually say that they actually they they actually kind of liked Iron Man three. And I'm, I'm thinking of somebody in particular who actually he's a close friend of ours who actually does like Iron Man three, and I every time I see him, I just want to spit on him. I really do. It's not <laughs> sweat, is it? it? No, 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 no. Okay, no, good, no. good. Sweat if you're listening. Just making sure. 
wasn't sure where sweat stands on that. So yeah, no. uh, yeah, man. I mean, Just, I would say the only like kind of redeeming factor in the movie is they do dive into an interesting like PTSD type storyline that they do build up in in it. But yeah. other than that, I would say the story is uh, is very kind of hit or miss. Um, actually, Ben Kingsley is actually a very hit or miss actor. He's like Oscar worthy, or he's in the Love Guru like type of <laughs> like type of like Good actor. Point. Good point. Um, and in this movie, he kind of hit both sides. <laughs> like you know, where Taylor he two was, halves. You know, it, it really was. And so, and it's actually kind of gotten worse and. As it goes along, as you've seen, like plot lines that they look like they were setting up just kind of fizzle out yeah. and not really right. do anything. Like with the with the little boy and uh, and yeah. stuff like that. Like nothing really has come from that. So he's at the funeral, which that was just so, for some reason. It yeah, just felt so strange. Yes, I know. I know. Um, and, and it just there was just a lot of just weird stuff going on with with the characters, and you know, it it was just. It was just odd. It just like, wasn't it, good. Listen, yeah, Pepper like, having her moment at the end, like it just didn't make any. I don't know. It didn't make any sense with her getting uh, the powers and like I don't know the extremist stuff. Yeah. Yes. Anyways, look, it wasn't a great movie. I have nothing positive. There, to say there about will this movie. be people. There are people watching and listening right now who are probably like, "Wow, I actually liked Iron Man three. And you know what? That's fine if you if you enjoyed it. That's okay. You know, we just can't be friends, but we will never be no, friends. No, it's, no, all <laughs> jokes aside, you know, we're just um, we had we have very strong. And for us, we all love Iron Man. How many like, times have you seen this movie, Tyler? I've seen it a few um, because I'm pretty sure I saw it at least twice in theaters, almost certainly. Yeah. And then I've seen it again since, but it's less than five, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Shimano? Uh probably a, probably a handful. Yeah, handful. I've I'll seen it, it once. I've seen it twice. Okay, twice. Yes. I saw it once in theaters. You gave it another shot, and then I gave it one more shot when it came out on Blu-ray. You're like, okay, it can't be that bad. Yeah, yeah this Blu-ray, yeah. right? Uh, yes, that Surprised one right you haven't there. Burned it. Uh, yeah. I it, when it's in my case, it's turned backwards. <laughs> yeah, just just to let you know. Yeah. All right. I mean, the last thing that I would say is like the only thing that you could that's the only reason someone could have liked this movie was if they did not understand the gravity of what was done to the Mandarin. That's that's probably like, what it is. Th- yeah, that's, exactly that's really right. the yeah. only that's the good, only reason. Good why. point, Shimato. I, uh, and there are people point. out there who, who that's the case. So, yes, it would be it would be like if they never showed Thanos again after he was sitting in the chair. You know, <laughs> yeah, that'd be brutal. Please let's move on. I don't All right, let's move on. The number anymore. fifth ranked movie. It's I also hate that movie. it's it's also like widely it widely known as the worst Marvel movie. Um, across the board for most people. For us, it's the second worst, mm-hmm. and that would be Thor The Dark World. Yes, again, it was a dark time. Yeah, not. and again, th- that's that's the thing. So you, you wait a year after Avengers. The next May, you get Iron Man 3. And then in November, like five months later or whatever, yeah. six months later, you get Thor The Dark World. Yeah. And they just both It's flopped. not looking good at no. all for MCU like, at this uh-oh. point. Uh-oh. Do you, think, do you think that this period of the MCU, the Iron Man 3 and Thor The Dark World, is a darker time than the Phase 4 in a row that was, I wouldn't say, up to par? The darkest timeline? Yeah. <laughs> yes. I mean, I think it'll be interesting to... S- I don't think you can 100% say one way or another at the moment because we haven't seen how the rest of like how this is going to follow up. Whereas we know where what happens directly after 
That's those true. two movies. That's true. Um, so it will be worth a conversation though later. Yes, yeah, that's definitely a fun for sure. Yeah. yeah, we should revisit it. But, but uh, as, let's focus on yeah, just but as the far, suck as far, that was Yeah, as far Thor's as Thor: The Dark World, it is a very bad movie as far as the MCU goes. However, at the end of the day, it becomes a very important movie. Yes, definitely in the MCU important. when yeah. it comes to the Endgame and Infinity War. Mm. Yes. Um, so, yes, it sucks. However, there is meaning behind it, and, and it is. Sadly, a recommendation when you have to say, "Well, it's what do I need to watch before film. Avengers?" It's a necessary film. Yeah. It is. Yes, it has become a necessary film, and it, it, therefore giving it some redeeming qualities because you kind of pick up on those those things that you overlooked the first time around. What, yes. it is true because you see, unlike when you go back in their Iron Man plot lines that just like disappear, Thor: The Dark World they follow through with a lot of those plot lines. Like you see these things play out later as you go along um so you have that kind of stuff and it kind of sets the you start to see the tone shift in thor as well like as you see in thor one it gets there's a little bit of comedy thor two they're taking the next step in their comical and then of course they reach the pinnacle and thor three in ragnarok where they've um where it gets where it's very comical and you just see you start to see that shift more and more towards that style of movie making but it just was once again, um, like bland villainy a little bit, yeah, like is is, yeah. is definitely plays it out. Uh, there are some moments that are like pretty solid in it that you see, um, and, and like we said, that that really mean something. Uh, like everything to do with the ether means something, you know. Um, you know, sure. everything to like uh, the the scenes that they go back to in um, in uh, Endgame are from Thor: The Dark World timeline like right then um you know you get a lot of um that kind of stuff in there and you get the whole uh situation with um oh gosh i just lost my timeline or my uh my train of thought there for a second jane foster um not not jane foster going into oh Loki, leading into the Loki oh, personality and leading into the Loki series, the whole, whole scene arc. where he's in prison is very, actually to me, is actually like Some very, of the best in the whole MCU. Yes, there's some great scenes in there. You get to see, you get to see both his trickery and his, you get to see behind that as well. As see you his see, grief. Yes, you get to see his grief in that moment where he knows he, Literally, he contributed to his mother's death. Right. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, Thor the Dark World and, oh, man, it's been a while since I've just watched that, too, yeah. to be honest with you. I mean, was the action even good? I mean, I, I don't even really remember <laughs> big chunks of this movie. Again, all the stuff with Loki was good and important. Like you said, there the, were important things. The action in it was kind of over over the top for for no reason just because yeah. thor is godlike the yeah, action yeah. was over the top so thor had to be like extra strong that kind okay. of thing yeah um but the tone of the movie like visually was dark like yes the dark world we get it right but uh it did not have to be the the shades of color that, yes. that it was which luckily ragnarok redeemed with the with the bright vibrant color um filling into the outer space cosmic theme yeah, yeah but yeah. uh but yeah it didn't it didn't suit the the movie well i think the worst part is for sure though i mean it's the villain i mean when you think of like the worst villains in the mcu and there's been a lot of disappointing villains trust me i think we've even had maybe a podcast on that or if not we should um like there are certainly some bad ones some boring ones yes. some just yes, nothing sir. villains yeah. but i mean 
the, the what's his name? The dark elf, the leader. What's Malekith. Malekith. Yeah, Malekith. Yeah, so he can't even remember. Yeah. Like played legitimately. By Doctor Who. The only yeah, I was say the only reason I know that is because he's played by Christopher Eccleston, yes. which is Doctor Who, and I'm a huge Doctor Who fan. So yeah, that's the only poor, way I know. Poor guy yeah. took a fall from grace there, man. Uh, I mean, no, trust me, he really did. He yeah. Really did. So Thor: The Dark World. Yeah, Thor: The Crappy World. I mean, it just <laughs> it's was bad. not. It's bad. It's yeah. not a good yeah. movie. So yeah, but not as bad as Iron Man Three. No, no. I mean. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you can make an argument for sure, and there are people who would definitely yeah. have Thor: The Dark World worse. But I mean, it just comes down to we we always say this: like every hero is only as good as their their villain. You know? Yeah, yeah you're right. You, you have to have both sides of the coin to like feel the weight of the conversation and the weight of the moments that are happening. And yeah, you can have a you can have a good, even great movie, but it won't be as great as it can be if the villain is not up to par. No doubt. Okay. Well, Shall we move on yes. to... This is, yes. this is where it actually gets interesting. This is fourth, In my mind, yeah. potentially. I'm, I'm, yeah, in my mind, I'm just thinking about what my ranking was, and I think this could be interesting depending on your guys' ranking. Because so far, I, I believe we've been unanimous. We have. Okay. And I think we are not on this one. Okay. But... I think the rest of the way, we should be undecided except for number one, I think. Yeah, yeah. So, the, the fourth-ranked movie is... Avengers: Age of Ultron. Mm, all right. Okay. Okay. Now you might say, "Well, what the heck? An Avengers movie? How could it be <laughs> so low?" Right. Um, yeah. Well, Age of Ultron was definitely the, the worst l- Avengers movie. Yeah, the least of all the <laughs> Avengers movies. But I do think that's a simplification and a, a, a kind of an unfair judgment. <laughs> In a lot of ways, saying that because of yeah. you know, like you were how the, great you were the, the worst were. member of the dream team. It's yes. like right. That's it's yeah. like it's that's like being the third Hemsworth brother. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like you were still a. Gr- it's it, honestly every time I watch Age of Ultron, I'm like, you know, it's really not that bad. Yeah, I'm it in the same boat. Yeah. It's the expectations were so yeah. high, and that's the problem. Uh, but yeah, what you guys think? Yeah, I mean, you're right. It's. It's uh, Iron Man three and Thor: Dark World were bad movies. Uh, Avengers was an okay movie. That's yeah. that's really what yeah. it is. It's not necessarily bad, but it's. It, I think it fits right where it is because the other movies that are after this that we're about to talk about they are good to great movies. Yeah. And uh, I think, I think they had a lot to go against because they had an amazing first Avengers movie where the, yeah. they all came together as a team, right? Mm-hmm. But it, the feeling that you got from watching the movie, it was an event. It was truly an event. And to replicate an event like that, the, the, Just the, a few the, stakes, years later yeah, too. the stakes were yeah. high. Very, very high. They were. So uh, it had a lot going up against it. It really did. And, and I think part of it was the fact that they were building from a villain. This is the only one of the Avengers movies they build a villain from just really... One movie, yeah, the same. Like, yep. um, you know, Loki had an entire movie to set up his arc. You know, um, Thanos had an entire Avengers movie to set up, yeah, his, like as well as six years, yes, right, as well as six years of of building. But he, then yeah. he had an entire movie, literally dedicated to, to him. Yeah. him and his build up. To, to, and then for it to pay off in this in the second of those two uh, with Endgame, whereas this one you had from start to finish, you had to introduce the villain, you had to have him have his purpose, build up the team again, deal with everything that was going on, and then defeat the villain all in one movie, um, as well as introducing multiple new characters, which is kind of the kind of the thing that has had that. The reason why a lot of these ensemble movies don't always work right. um, is because 
you're doing too much. Like you're having to spend 15, 20 minutes, you know, dedicated to this character just to understand who he is. Whereas in the first Avengers movie, you didn't really have to do that so much. You really just had to introduce yeah, we said that one last week. character. We said that last week. Everybody, you know? everybody pretty much they had their time to shine. Yeah. Had their time to shine. Yeah. 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 And you really only had to re- introduce uh, the Hulk. Oh, the Hulk. Really. Yeah, okay. Yeah. It was really the one. Like, I mean, you had Hawkeye and he got some of the storyline too. But, you know, yeah. in Age of Ultron, you had to introduce A, the villain. You know, so you had to introduce Ultron. And then you had um, you had the introduction of Vision. You know, you yeah. had that. The twins. You had the twins. So there's four right there. Without like, yeah, you know, and there's an interview of Joss Whedon where he's kind of like venting a little bit, where he's like, and you know, then I had to set up, you know, things for Wakanda and Black Panther, and then I had to, you know, get the, you know, the tracks laid for Civil War. Like there was, yeah. there's so many things that kind of sp- are, were supposed to spawn out of this movie, yeah, right? Where it was, it was just a lot, and um, it it felt like a lot, and it felt rushed, it's, and it's yeah, it still feels that way. It, it does, does and, when you and watch I think, it. And I think what's sad, and you guys, you guys can attest to this more than I can because I'm, you know, you know I'm not a comic book guy, but Ultron, mm-hmm. you know, he was redeemed a little bit in the um, What If series, but I mean, he is a big bad. He's a big villain. deal. He is a yeah. huge, he is, huge deal. He is potentially the comics. The, he's potentially the most pestering of any villain in the mcu just because of the fact that he has that out of all he needs is a connection to technology and he can survive in some way yeah like so like there's always that chance that he can pop up in one way or another that's why i'm still hoping i'm I'm there with you i'm still somehow we we we'll we'll get him again yeah and to choose somebody like james spader to to voice him and that was that was telling us before the movie came out that they were investing in this villain because Spader is he is a great actor as well. And he his his voice is, is yeah. very, very prominent. And you you know what you're getting with him as an actor. And the fact that they didn't make him sound robotic and he just talked to you like, yeah. like, like yeah. a person. Yeah. You you knew you were gonna be in for something really cool going into this movie. But yeah. then the movie takes place. There are redeeming qualities about his performance as Ultron. Yeah, uh, I think he did. I think, he did, I think he did a good job. However, the way they handled the character and his usage in the movie was was not to the status of him, him in the comic book my world. My biggest my biggest critique would be, I'm okay with a couple quips. I'm okay a little bit with the funny stuff, but they they try to almost make him just as funny as Iron Man. Yeah, and like yeah. different points of the movie, they're like going toe to toe in jokes, and like I want to see. Ultron kill someone. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. You know, like, like, I want to see him. Did we see that? Like, I don't know. I don't know if we did. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, he technically, it, it he was, technically killed Quicksilver. I know. You know, technically. Yeah. He was flying yeah. the ship that shot at Hawkeye, and then, um, you know, Quicksilver. I know that's not his name, but you know. Yeah. Right. Runs over and saves him. But I mean, yeah. It just you know, it, Age of Ultron, and I and the funniest thing I've ever seen on the internet was about this movie was it was really like. The week of Ultron. <laughs> right, yeah, no, you're yeah. right. You know, like an age, like he could have legit had a whole phase just dedicated to him as the big bad villain. Mm-hmm. Kind of what we're about to get with Kang, right? Yeah. He, he could have had that. Um, yeah. But, yeah, they, we got sold short a little bit. And and that's what's a bummer is we, we in a sense, unless they redeem him and somehow Down bring the line, him, yeah. yeah, somehow bring him back again. Like we, we kind of missed out. We, yeah. He, he could be what Left we a lot saw. To be desired. He could be what we saw in, in "What If." He really could. Like yeah. that. That. I mean, besides, obviously, Gosh, that the, was crazy. The, that the world-ending entity, unfortunately, but that world-ending entity, it, it, 
He well, can this do universe. that, man. It would be yeah. oh, that's true. Good point. Yeah, he could be that though. He's that. He is that good. But yeah, I kind of see Age of Ultron as from the outside. It's like getting like a triple cheeseburger, and you're like, this should be awesome, but it's probably too much meat for you to actually be able to handle in a sandwich. Whopper, 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 whopper. Like, it, like, <laughs> like percentage wise, like it uh, should we'll like. Sued. Yeah, like you get when it's smaller, it's the ratio of the bun to the cheese to the toppings all works better. Whereas you think going exponentially larger and adding all these extra plot lines and adding all this extra all these extra things in there yeah. is going to make it exponentially better. But that doesn't always work when you yeah. are, you know, adding all this extra meat that has to. There has to be room. Yeah, you know? and then like the love the love thing with. Um and Hulk Natasha and, and Bruce, yeah. yeah, just like there was just so many plot lines yeah. where it just, again it just felt, yeah, it felt bloated, very it much really so. did, yeah. Um, but again, if I were to rank the entire, and I want to do this somewhere, maybe not on the pod, that's a, but I, you know, I have all my lists of each phase. I kind of want to like see where they all stack up, all of the movies and projects. Age of Ultron isn't as bad as it it gets, unfortunately. It does get roasted. It pretty gets hard. roasted yes. very hard, and it's better than it actually is. Um, or that it's perceived to be. Yeah. All right. Anyways, yeah. let's move on. Age of Ultron, number four. Number three, and, and by the way, um, I was the one who had, you guys had Age of Ultron in the same spot. Oh, okay. So this, oh, yeah. is, this right. I was the one who was different, but um, that comes up now with the number three movie, Ant-Man. Yep. So the movie to end phase number two after Age of Ultron was Ant-Man. Um. And I think the first thing I think of when I think of Ant-Man is Guardians of the Galaxy, which we'll talk about here soon, was hilarious. Mm-hmm. Yep. But Ant-Man truly felt like they just were like, let's just make a comedy. Yeah. Yes. Yes. You know was. what I mean? Yeah. Ant-Man, I th- I, Ant-Man 1 and 2, I think, uh, hilarious. pound for pound is the funniest MCU saga. Like, it's it's pound for pound, I think yeah. it is. Well, and I think they just, they knew who they were, were casting, and yeah. they knew what his strengths were. He was, he's a very, like... <laughs> snarky kind of dry <laughs> type of humor you know yeah. like type of person like every movie you see him in he's very similar to the, to that stylistically Baskin you know? Robbins always finds out man yeah <laughs> yeah it, it was a really good movie man it was a it lot was. of fun it gave um, us Jimmy Woo yes. phenomenal Randall yes. Park yep gosh man I, w- I really want to meet him one day he really is he really honestly is the, the supporting cast in, in Ant-Man his is, entire crew like, uh, well I don't oh. think Jimmy Woo doesn't show up until the second one though right I thought he was at the end of the first one. Was he? he at the end of the first one? I, I thought he was, I'm, too. I'm pretty sure he was, yeah. Maybe. Yes, uh, I'm not sure was. about that. I'm going to yeah. say yes. Yes, he was. <clears throat> trying to think back. We'll deal with it later. But, yeah, <laughs> yeah the uh, the supporting cast is great. Yeah, his his whole team is is uh, is great. You know, you get to see, you know, T.I. show That's up right. for That's a true. moment. You know, you see Michael Pena, who is – one of the I know we've talked about this on there. He's one of the best little side characters that you'll ever see. This the way he talks and the way he, you know, interacts with people. He's he's so funny in a like kind of dry kind of way. You know, yeah, when he's bring, yeah. when he's saying stuff, it's funny, but he's not like he's not telling a joke. He's just funny by being funny. You know, totally. that type of style that he's going on. And the stories that he would tell, it was just like, and the way they would they play them into the movie was just 
really was really awesome um, with that. And then uh, I can't remember the actor's name who played who played the third person who ends up playing um, po- the polka dot man in um, in uh, uh, the Suicide Squad. It's but like he's, David something. Yes, um, but he was he was really good in it too. And his um, like they all had like this kind of offbeat kind of humor to them. Where once again it was like they weren't telling jokes; they were just funny in their yeah. environment like like and that's you know kind of where it leads to um i think that's kind of how the whole ant-man series is set up they're not necessarily telling jokes they're just funny in the way they mm. are mm-hmm. in their being i mean even his daughter was whole was the stuff that she would say was hilarious <laughs> you know um like she was just being a little kid and just being funny as a little kid like she's like, oh, it's so ugly. I love it. Like it's a, it's a oh, yeah. it's a great You're line. My best friend. <laughs> yes. So it's it and it's you know great in that, and you get to see this. You know, it's a redemption story of his own, um, of his own being, and you get to see that this base set up for him as a character where he was you know in a relatively good job at one point, and he gave it up for doing the right thing. Yeah, you know exactly um because i think sometimes we forget that that that's how his character was built off of was this it, it wasn't like he committed a crime to commit a crime he committed a crime to expose for the people, for the people. Yeah, yeah literally to expose an injustice in the system that he was in and he just he happened to be sometimes when you are the person who exposes someone more powerful than you you're put into a situation where you're yeah. the you know you're the one that gets in trouble instead you're of the them. scapegoat yeah, yeah. And we also get Michael Douglas as yes. uh, Hank Pym, yes, which uh, he does a he does a good role, and it's good seeing him in the MCU. Yeah, I and, mean, and, and instant credibility. Yeah. You know? Oh, for sure, for sure. Yeah. Like Marvel, you knew when they got him cast, they're like, okay, they're they're they take this stuff seriously. Which also, by the way, I yes, no Jimmy Woo and Ant Man. You're right, correct. Sorry. Oh, really? Yeah, my bad. But he wow. he left that lasting of an impression. Yes, in, he in, really in does. He like that you want him to be in. How everything. about that? Yeah. But unfortunately, he won't be in the next one either. Anyway. Uh, yeah, um, unfortunately. But yes, Michael Douglas, he is a heavy hitter. And he he brings a lot to the character of Hank Pym, and I believe him and um, Scott Lang play well off each other yes. in in the series. So, um, and then we have Evangeline Lilly's character, yes. who I think she brings a lot to the character um, of the Wasp, which we don't get to fully see her in the Wasp in this one, but she does as a supporting yeah, character. Crucial. She is yeah, very she, crucial. Yes, thank you. Yeah, thank she you. she's definitely you know very important to building up the physical side of Ant Man, and then also you get to see this you know, struggle between her and her father. And, you know, it sets a lot of the groundwork of the second movie in a lot of ways. Yeah, for sure. You know, and it, it sets up a lot of the reason why he doesn't want to be Ant-Man too, And a lot of the other mistrust that he has that you see multiple other times. I believe in um, Civil War, you get to see a little bit. I think in Civil War, you get the flashback um, to the, I think you get a, a flashback moment in it um, where you get to see, like, or it might be a name into, but yeah, anyway. Yeah, Civil War. So, um, anyway, so, but you get to see some of the misgivings and why he doesn't, why he isn't a part of the superhero community anymore. So, yeah. there's a lot of cool stuff there with that, too. I feel like Ant-Man is just one of the, one of the easier movies to get, like, a, a new fan in support of, you know, yeah. like, oh, watching yeah. Marvel. It's like, Ant-Man is just, just such a, Fun, it's a fun kinda, ride. It really is a fun yeah, ride. really fun ride. It's and also relatively self-contained, so I yeah. think that helps with it too. Mm-hmm. And okay, the villain's not all phenomenal, but Yellow Jacket, uh, but yeah. the the actor who plays him, he does a good job. Like he yeah. he actually gives a good performance. But the villain is nothing to nothing to you know. I thought the villain over. was Thomas yeah. the Train. 
Oh, yes. Thomas the Train yeah. is the S for sure, the villain. <laughs> that was a crazy scene yeah. for sure. Yeah, but, no, I mean, but, another yeah. movie with not a strong villain, but yeah. we've ne- we have learned that almost, not all, not all, but most of the, like, introduction movies, you know, like uh, or- origin story movies mm-hmm. of, of these characters in the MCU, most of them have lackluster villains. Yeah. Not all yeah. of them, right? Black Panther, fantastic. Shang-Chi, fantastic. Like, you know, there are some, but... You know, a lot of times the villains aren't great. Right. So. Yes. But I do, I will say he may not have been great, but he didn't detract from the movie. Yeah, I didn't think so Like there are certain, there are certain villains that they detract from the movie as well. Not instead of just being a net zero, they're a net negative. Hmm. So um, (laughs) like, so, but I feel like he was at the very best a net, you know, New, net neutral character yeah. to yeah. maybe a slight positive, but didn't he wasn't add, like didn't take yeah. away. Yeah, yeah. Which his character may be getting a redemption arc in this new maybe movie. So, so we'll see. I will. We'll I do think we. There. I still feel like we need to talk more about quantum media. Maybe maybe we'll do that in a couple weeks. But you know, yeah. It's like if this whole movie is about to happen in the quantum realm, like it does make you wonder. Like some of these side characters that have been a part of the Ant Man, you know, saga. Yeah, we where, might not get them at all. No, uh, if it, yeah, you're right. You got Jimmy Woo, that's why he's not in this movie. Yeah, because like, yeah, it's all in the quantum realm. Yeah, Louise so. might not be in there either. You know, <sighs> he's got to be there in the beginning because I he's got so. he's got to interact with them and somehow. Or I hope like, he like runs in after they all got sucked in the quantum realm. He's like, damn, where'd they go? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, something like that. Uh, okay, let's move on. That was the number three movie in phase two, according to our uh, expert advice and rankings. Number two, a fantastic movie. Guardians of the Galaxy. All right, man. I'll take you back to, um, let me think. It must have been the summer of, I think, it, I think yeah, I think it came out in July. Um, I think after this, the same summer that um, the next movie on our list came out, Winter Soldier. Spoiler alert. Um, I think it came out that same summer. So they had like two back-to-back home run bomb heaters. Yeah. Yeah. yeah just, sure. Yeah. But Guardians of the Galaxy, man, this, again, we were just talking about how funny Ant-Man was, and Ant-Man might have actually been funnier than Guardians because it felt like a legitimate comedy. But Guardians of the Galaxy isn't necessarily a comedy, but it's just freaking hilarious. It's it is fun. Very, it may not so necessarily be super-duper funny, but it's fun. It's funny. Yes. <laughs> yes. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, James Gunn kills it. Yes. It's, it's, a, it's an ensemble movie. I mean, it's a... It's an origin story for not just one character, for freaking like five. Yeah. Yes. You know, maybe more. And, so the, it's and just... this movie, when it was coming out, this is the first movie where I had zero clue of the uh, material, the source material yeah. of the Guardians of the Galaxy. I had ne- never read a comic book, never, nothing. I knew nothing about this. And I yep. was like, Guardians of the Galaxy? Huh? What? What is this? But of course, since then, I have read multiple things from the Guardians, and uh, but yeah, it was the first thing that I went in kind of blind to the characters, and man, was I blown away, man! This was this was quite the ride. Yeah. It was it was really fun. It was a huge gamble for for the MCU, especially at the we've kind of talked a little bit about where they were timeline wise and how you were feeling about the MCU leading into this movie, um, and you, you were dealing with this whole like kind of lackluster showing. Did this come first before Captain America or? No, Captain America came first. Captain America did come first, but you have to think, you know, you have these two movies not do very well and then you don't have enough, you don't have enough time between like, between Captain America being an awesome hit 
and Guardians coming out to really know what to do as a studio. Like to so you know you got to push this movie out, and it's a huge risk in the sense of you don't have any name recognition with any of the characters. You know, like no one knows who any of these characters no. are. Um, the most famous actors in this movie are not actually seen. You never see their faces in. Vin, uh, Vin Diesel, Diesel and Bradley Cooper yeah. at, the, at, yeah. the time at the time were right, the yeah. two biggest characters, and you don't see their faces at all. And I mean, I think I mean people people were starting to understand Chris Pratt, but they weren't a hundred percent there yet. And um, although um, Gamora was Zoe Saldana was had already been in a billion dollar movie, right. she wasn't necessarily like the super face of anything any uh, of her on her own right. Yeah, um, yeah. So it was a very risky play for them and it paid off in spades. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah for sure. It really did. And uh, each one of these characters, I feel like they each shined in this, in this movie. Yeah. Like they each got their moment in the sun and it made you fall in love with each and every single character. Cause normally in a, in an origin movie where you don't give the characters enough time, you, you find, you feel disconnected <laughs> Eternals, um, and yeah, but this movie, each character played off each other in a way to where it built each character up. So each character's introduction built the next introduction up, and yeah. you kind of felt that domino effect into greatness when you see all them as an entire team for the first time. And it, it really was a good thing to see them come together as that complete team. Yeah, man. Uh, such an unlikely group of misfits. Uh, yeah, there you go. Right? That's what, yeah. <laughs> uh, but they were, it was just, it was a lot of fun. And uh, and then you also get Thanos introduced. That's right. As the background villain. Again, the real villain of the movie was, you know, technically Ronan, right? <laughs> yeah, technically, yeah. Um, Slash but, Nebula. Yeah, a little bit, yeah, right. Um, but again, it wasn't really, yeah, you, you really couldn't care less about, <laughs> like, the Kree and all of his, like, yeah, no. His Mm-mm. stance, right? No, it didn't matter. Didn't really care, but just the 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 crew, and then and then Yondu, yeah, and um, Craglin, Craglin, yes. yeah. yeah, and then you know they're going after an Infinity Stone, and then this is actually the first time where we get a full commentary, I believe, of of the Infinity yeah. Stones. Yeah, a whole, oh yeah, a full breakdown yeah, of what the Infinity breakdown. Stones kind of are, and With you know how they work, or not uh-huh. Vendors. Was uh, it? Uh, the collector, Benicio del Toro, del Toro, yeah, yeah, yeah Benicio del Toro, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So, um, and again, and on top of that, it was just hilarious. Yes, and, yes, it was. And you got the, uh, you know, the dance off to save the the universe at the end. Yeah, you know, I mean, it's just and just the expansion of the universe in the sense of you're not just on Earth anymore. You know, it was your their first breakout into you get to really see. The world, like, or the universe, the universe. like, literally the universe. Like, yeah. you get to see yeah. all these Going extra different places. planets, nowhere, Xandar. Because up until this point, yeah, I mean, you've seen, you know, the Chitari and things like that, but it had all been Earth centric. It had all been about Earth, and you hadn't really seen how this affected the rest of anything, you know? Yeah. 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 Indeed, and the soundtrack was great. Oh man, the soundtrack! I think, it, I think the soundtrack was his own character in the movie. Yeah, it yeah. was. Yeah. It has been in both both volumes. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I still put it on every once in a while. <laughs> yeah, man. It's and really you know, good. we were just talking about Ant Man, 
And you know how Ant-Man's got a new movie coming out? Well, technically, Guardians also has another movie coming that out. That is right. In May. Yes. So it's not long That's before exciting, we get man. The Chapter really 3, Volume 3. we just had the holiday special, too. That's right. We just had the holiday special. So Guardians are fresh on the brain. And you sure. know, there's actually... It's funny. Guardians and... So Guardians 1 and Guardians 2. There is such a fun debate online of like where people stand yeah. with, this, with these two movies. That's probably unlike every other franchise within Marvel. Because like... Everybody would say that Iron Man's the best Iron Man. Like yes, Iron Man 1. Yes, yes. Everybody would say Thor Ragnarok's the best Thor movie. Everybody would yeah. say Captain America 2. Mostly, some people would say Civil War's better, and I, uh, that's fair. Yeah, okay. But, um, but for the most part, I've noticed that the debate between Volume 1 and Volume 2 of Guardians is like, it's neck and neck. It is, it yeah. is. So, the people want to know where we stand, <laughs> gentlemen. I know this is a shooting from the hip here, but if you had to say, which do you prefer? Guardians 1 or Guardians 2? And there is a right answer. <laughs> there is a right answer? Oh, wow. I'm, I feel strongly about this. Okay. Well, is this something well, we should One of my most controversial mm-hmm. Facebook posts of all time was where I said, <laughs> everybody answer this question and, and answer it with a GIF. So they put, picked a GIF from the movie. That oh, they nice. Oh, yeah. And I couldn't believe how split down the middle it yeah. was. That's what I'm saying. Is this so, something that should be answered next week after we talk about Guardians <sighs> 2? Make the people wait. <laughs> if, as Sheriff. long as everyone's just... Promises that's, to not share it off the pod. I don't want to know off the pod. That's called a cliffhanger, fellas. Cliffhanger. Come back next week, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> to fi- figure out where we stand on that debate. Okay. Let's finish up with clearly... And, you know, last week there was a question. I was like, okay, is anybody going to have Iron Man number one or is everybody going to have Avengers number one for phase one? Mm-hmm. Next week there's a little bit of a question about what number one will be as well, which, you know, come back for that. But I knew... What everybody on this podcast was going to have is number one for phase <laughs> yeah. two. Yeah. It was the it was the easiest it was the easiest thing of all of our phases to vo- to vote on. So I said it earlier in process of elimination. You probably already figured it out. Captain America: The Winter Soldier mm. is by far the best movie of phase two. Oh my goodness! Oh yeah. Dude. It, so honestly, it was like revolutionary. This movie was this movie. Not only did it change the MCU. Period. Like it changed. Saved it. It saved it. Yes. yes. Thank you. I, that's where I was going with it. it. It saved the MCU because you were you were coming off these turds of Iron Man three, which I think turd is is uh, not even the right word to use for that movie. But uh, also Thor: The Dark World, and then you're questioning the whole entire state of the MCU, and then they release this movie. And not only is it a a, a, gr- a great uh, MCU movie, it is a great like cinema. This is like cinema. So. Whatever Martin Scorsese is saying about the MCU and Marvel and all that kind of stuff, Winter Soldier is a great cinematic movie. Like yes, it, it is phenomenal. Yeah. You can take the plot of Winter Soldier and pl- and change the characters, take it out of the MCU and the Marvel, and just put it into our normal yeah. uh, FBI, CIA, whatever it's going to be, and it would be incredible. Yes. It, is, it is insane. It is it is crazy to see the the depth that this movie has and it, it's it's up there like I don't, I don't there's some days you ask me what the best MCU movie is I would say Winter Soldier but then there's other days where I'll, I'll argue and it's say it's a, some other one it's, yeah but it's this yeah. movie right here is arguably like it is phenomenal it's it's a phenomenal spy thriller where you get just to see this awesome just espionage going yes. back and forth yes. back and forth I mean you get, you know Robert Redford I mean like you get Robert Redford to be in an MCU movie like that is insane. Like he is a phenomenal <laughs> actor, and you know, there's so many. Uh, you see so much spycraft going on, and there's a great 
just moments left and right that you get to see just all through the movie. Um, and it's just, it's thrilling. Like, mm-hmm. and, and you're definitely right. Like, you could take away everything that is Captain America, like, that is sim- this the sim- the symbolism that he has and everything like that, and it works as just a spy movie. And it is so good in that right as just that. And then you add in everything that it, it builds for the MCU. Um, and it's just, it's great. You know, it's just, it is, yeah. yeah. It's got one of the greatest reveals yes. of yes. any movie I've ever seen. Yeah, I remember I being in the theater when they did the reveal of Hydra, and I was like, my jaw was hitting the floor. <laughs> yes. like, I was just, yes. I couldn't believe it. Yeah. You know, like... like you legitimately, when they, where's that, when there's that moment where everyone has to choose a side like you feel it like that's not like a like it, it feels like you're watching and it's going to sound high this is hyperbolic and it's going to sound hyperbolic but you feel like you're almost watching like a documentary of like these these people who are forced to choose a side in their own like in these people who heroically choose to stick with shield at that moment, like I feel for those people, like this the like the guy who is like at the computer refusing to you know put in the codes, the pilots that actually decide to stay with Shield as they're getting blown out of the sky in those yeah. moments is legitimately like yeah, it, it pulls you in. It's harrowing. Like I know it's it's definitely hyperbolic and it's definitely like bigger than it's definitely not as you know, big as real life stuff. But in those moments, you really do feel for mm. the decisions that those people are having to make in those moments. And then the action. Yes. Yes. The, action. the, the knife flip. Oh, the knife drop. Man, the knife drop, man. You know, just like, so good. just everything that happens with Winter Soldier and, yeah. and the reveal of Bucky, which, you know, we, yes. people knew ahead of time, but Cap didn't know. Yeah. And you no. feel it in Cap. The reveal when he realizes that it's Bucky, yeah. you, you feel yes. it for him. Who the hell is Bucky? Yeah. You know, like and he this is know. another. Oh. Another example of the, of a Marvel movie having a good villain that yes. therefore the hero can play off of. Not yes. only not only Winter Soldier, but Robert Redford himself as as a villain. Yeah, yeah. And right I, when you see him too, you're like, yeah. oh, he's a bad guy. Yeah, <laughs> but I think something that goes I don't know kind of under the radar for this movie. Yes, we got a lot of Samuel L. Jackson in the Avengers movie, but Samuel L. Jackson and the depth of Nick Fury yeah. really shows in this movie mm. because yeah, you, he's not just a uh, the head or the director of of an organization, right? He's he's the heartbeat of this organization, and he's he's the one that kind of makes the call that, that that's right, the right call, and uh, not necessarily of what the government's asking him to do, that kind of thing, yeah. right? And you see that that play out in his character, and it really it really is like when you see the scene where he may have died, that kind of thing, right? Like you you feel that you yeah. see that, and uh, the reveal of he had to do it because he knew that they were on him. Absolutely. One of my favorite things, so again, this isn't within the movie itself, but there's a uh, there's a YouTube channel that I know these guys are familiar with, and if you're not familiar with it, listener, go check it out. It's called um, Honest Trailers, Yes. where they, they basically just kind of make fun of movies by giving an honest trailer of the movie of what the movie really is about, and, and almost always, almost always, they're just kind of picking fun, making fun of the movie. Yeah. And, you know, <laughs> when they did the one for Captain America, they, uh, you know, kind of jokingly were like, you know, it was a good movie. 
<laughs> but since this is honest trailers, get ready for nitpicking. And like, like all of their big points they made, they acknowledged like, yeah, it's actually a really good movie. Yeah. And we're def- we're kind of a funny, you know, YouTube page. Uh, so we're still going to make f- some funny comments, but really they even acknowledge like, yeah, it's, it's a, a really movie. good movie. Yeah. Yeah. And I love that. So, okay. Last thing I'll say, and that this is important for us, just the, f- you know, the future of Marvel from this moment on, right? Mm-hmm. Let's talk about the directors. Oh, I know. Yes, yes, there you go. Key here, like this is the the Russo brothers. Yes, which not only are they coming into a directorial debut as far as like big, large blockbuster cinematic movie. Yes, they're, they're coming off of being producers, directors of a of a tiny show in Community that yes. is uh, one of our favorite shows of all time. That has won our hearts. Yes, yeah. and you're coming off of that into. One of the big, potentially biggest characters, biggest franchises, biggest things in the world. So, what was the reception going to be? Well, you you got a whole lot of heart, is what you yes. got, and that's something that they bring to their movies is is heart. They know how to portray heart. They know how to show the audience their heart and and make us feel something in our heart. They really do. Like yeah. it's it's crazy the 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 range that they were able to bring to this. This movie, and you fe- you felt every second of this movie. Not only did this movie save the MCU, but it also it also saved a beloved show of ours, Agents of Shield, as well. Because yes. spoilers, that show changes after this movie. Yeah, yeah, like yes, which we we'll leave it at that. But, yes, yes. but then also like keep in mind like the Russos, the, they did such a good job that they were then rewarded with to, another to and do another Civil and War. A, yeah, yep. And and the, and Marvel committed to them. Not only doing Civil War, like the third Captain Mo- Captain America movie, but also they said, "Hey, we want you to also do the next two Avengers Avenger movies." movies. Yes, that's so wild. If that Which doesn't show you how out of the park, yeah, yeah. If that doesn't prove to you how successful Captain America: Winter Soldier is, like, mm. I don't know what would. If yeah. that doesn't prove to you that Community is a phenomenal show, <laughs> and you need to go watch it. Go watch it now, right this yes. second. <laughs> All right, boys, this has been fun. So this was Phase Two. Um, I loved it. Again, it, it started out very weak, and then it got so much stronger. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, next week we're going to finish. We're going to kind of finish our ranking uh, the, of Marvel movies within each phase with Phase 3, which is nearly double the size of Phase 2. Yeah, I yes. know. That's crazy. So we're going to have to be a little more brief yes. <laughs> next week for sure. Well, it will also be more interesting to see there'll be a little more uh, variety Variance. and variation. Yeah, there yes. is, there's really only – so. You guys had the same exact list. I I, I, fig- I picked yeah. up on that. I picked and up mine on that. was only different. I was really hung up the on three Ant and four. Man. Yeah, three and four. I was really hung up on Ant Man and Age of Ultron. I was like, well, I think I liked Age of Ultron a little better. If I had to guess, I think you saw Age of Ultron before recently, before like compared to us. Like I, I yeah, haven't probably. seen it in a while. Yeah, probably. So. so yeah, it gets better with time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, anyways, uh, but anyways, yeah, we we had a great time talking about this ranking phase two movies i hope you guys enjoyed our discussion we want to remind you to hit the subscribe button wherever you are listening or watching and also to follow us on social media at royal geek pod follow us on instagram and tiktok Um, and please come back next week we will be ranking phase three which has so many massive films yeah Um, and i think you're going to really enjoy our discussion and breakdown of next week because I think our lists are going to look a lot different. Like, yeah. I really do. It's not going to be as solid as this one. Like, the yeah. phase two, I think, is more consistent. Obviously, sure. since yeah. Yeah, had the exact same list. <laughs> Literally, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, so come on back for, for that next week. And, um, yeah, we can't wait to see you. So, 
With all that in mind, for my good friends Sandy and Shimato, this is T-Roll saying thank you so much for listening to the Royal Geek Podcast. We will see you next time, you peasants. Peasants.